So important to keep those truths in your heart, in your mind as we're walking through all of this, because as we look at faith, fears in the future, one of the areas that we have to deal with is our fears and actually our fears of the future, our fears of what's going to happen next, what's going to happen next month, what's going to happen next semester, what's going to happen next year. We all have this sense of being afraid of the future because we don't know what it's going to bring. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how things are going to turn out. But I thought I'd get a little closer. There. When we don't know what's going to happen in the future, it could actually be a bit overwhelming to us. We can get overwhelmed by the questions, the wondering, the, the, the insecurities about it. So a key verse for it for us when it comes to this fear is, or any fear, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. So to deal with our fears, we need some facts because you always deal with fear with facts, never with feelings. Fears are about your feelings. So you don't want to deal with your fears, your feeling of fear with more feelings. You need to bring in the facts. So some facts of life I have for you. One, God knows everything that's going to happen. So we have this fear of what's going to happen. What's the future going to bring? How are things going to turn out? But we need to counter that with the fact that God knows everything that's going to happen. In Hebrews, the Bible says nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before his eyes. God can see it all. He sees everything. We don't. We only see the, the little spot where we're standing. And we can look around and that's all we get to see. What we're missing is the big picture. We're missing actual perspective on the reality because the reality is there's things going on down there that are going to influence me. There's things going on down there that are going to influence me. I just can't see them. So, you, you, if, for example, if I were to take you up in, in a blimp at a parade, let's go to the Rose Bowl parade. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. You go and you pick your spot right on the curb. You set up your chair. You're there to see everything you can see. But you could only see what's right in front of you. You can see a little bit this way and you can see it as it, as it goes down the street a little bit. But basically, you, you, you have a tunnel vision. And that's what we all have. We could only see what's right here. But if I were to take you up into, in, in a blimp, from the blimp's perspective, you could see everything from the very start. You could see them getting ready to get in the parade. You could look the other way and you could see them finishing the parade and pulling into their, their staging areas and you get to see everything in between. That's called perspective. And that's what God has on your life. He sees and knows everything from beginning to finish. That's why we want to trust him because we're limited to this narrow part in the history of my life what's right in front of me, but God has perspective from everything, from beginning to end. 
God has that perspective on my life. Nothing is hidden from God. Second fact of life, God has a plan for my life. He not only knows my future, he actually has a plan for my future. He has plans for my future that I don't even know about. I learn them as I go and I embrace them, but I don't know all of them right up front. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, God is speaking and God says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. We all need to embrace that verse, that truth, that fact of life, because God knows the plans that he has for you. And those plans are good. You should uh, circle or underline whatever your preference is. Circle, I'm going to give you four words. Plans, prosper, hope, and future. This is telling us that God has done a lot of thinking about your life. God has done a lot more thinking about your future than you have. You've done a lot of thinking, but God has done a whole lot more. And in the midst of your thinking, you have concerns, you have fears, you have, you know, what ifs. What you need to know is that God has a plan. God's plans are good. God's plans are plans that are full of hope to give you a good future. They are not plans to harm you. God never creates a plan that is a plan to harm you. His plans are always to bless you. He has good plans for your life. So there's this thought, God has all these plans for my life. Can I miss God's plan for my life? And what if I do? Well, the answer is yes, of course you could miss God's plan for your life. A lot of people miss God's plan for their life because of things like apathy. They just don't really engage. They don't take any initiative. And so there's this apathy going on. And the result is they miss out on God's plan. Another thing that will cause you to miss God's plan is arrogance. When you are arrogant and you think, I'm going to do what I want to do. Or when you are rebellious and you are saying, God, you know what? Yeah, I understand you got plans, but you know what? I like my plans. I'm going to run with my plan for now. I'll check in with you later. That's rebellion. And that's more arrogance. What we need to realize is that I could miss God's plan, even though it's there for me. But if I miss it, it's not God missing it. It's me missing it. I miss out because of my attitudes, because of my actions. Third fact of life I need to carry on with. God will be with me every step of the way. God never leaves me alone. God never abandons me. He's always right there with me every step of the way. God has said, never will, I, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Now, none of us know what's going to happen to us even this semester, next semester, next year. But regardless of what happens, you're not going to go through it alone. God will be with you. If you've committed your life to Christ, then you have an assurance that God loves you. God cares for you. God has plans for you, and God will never leave you alone. He says, I am with you. 
I will always be with you. I have always been with you, and I will keep on being with you. You won't go through it alone. So back to that first verse on your outline. That first verse on your notes, Psalm 34, 4. I want to touch on it again just for a moment. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I want you to notice. It says, I sought the Lord. I needed help. So what I did was I sought the Lord. I didn't seek a therapist. I didn't seek a counselor. I didn't seek a psychologist. I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all of my fears. We need to recognize that the best source of help is God himself. I sought the Lord and he delivered me from all my fears. Now, for every fear that you could come up with, there is a corresponding attribute of God, something about his character, something about his nature, something that corresponds to the fear that you have. That's a fascinating thing about God. I have a fear of whatever, and God has a characteristic that helps me overcome my fear. So what I need is I need to know God more so that he could, so that I could with him overcome my fears. Because apart from knowing that, I'm, I'm just on my own. I struggle with my fears. Maybe you struggle with some fears on your own. But God wants to help you. And he has the characteristics to help you. So your fears come from either not understanding who God is or from not trusting in who God is, not trusting the various aspects of God's character. So if you would like to get over your fears, the secret to it is to seek the Lord to know what God is really like. Because once you know what God is really like, you realize that you don't have anything to be afraid of. Because no matter what fear pops up in my life, God can help me overcome it with his nature, with his character. For example, today we're talking about this fear of the future and the fear of the unknown and how that could overwhelm us, how that could sort of take us out. The corresponding attribute of God to, the fe to this fear is God's faithfulness. God is faithful. In, first, in 2 Timothy 2.13, if we are not faithful, he will still be faithful because he must be true to who he is. See, faithfulness means, for example, last night we talked about it is impossible for God to lie. He cannot lie. He also can't break a promise. God does exactly what he says he's going to do, and he does that again and again and again, and he never misses out on that. He makes promises, and he keeps every promise. So we can trust that. He does what he says. Psalm 145, 13 says, the Lord is faithful to all his promises. He keeps them, and he's made a lot of them, and he will keep every one. In the Bible, God makes promises. For example, he promises to care for you. He promises to guide you. 
He promises to give you peace. He makes promises and you should know them. There's over 7,000 promises in the Bible that God has made. That's a whole lot of promise keeping that he does. Now, one of the reasons we get overwhelmed is because we lose perspective on who God is. God has this big perspective. We have a perspective on God. But when we get overwhelmed, it's because we lose our perspective on who God is, on how God relates to us. And whenever you forget who God is, or you, you, you forget what he's like, or you forget an aspect of who he is, or you simply don't know what he's like to start with, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with your concerns, with your fears, the things that are going on in life. See, when you begin to feel concerned about your future and you feel this fear creeping up on you, because that's what it's like. Fear is creepy and it creeps up on you and you feel it. Whenever you feel it, you need to remember these facts of life. God knows everything that's going to happen. God has a plan for my life and God will be with me every step of the way. So how does this work in my life? How do these facts of life play out in my life? What do these facts of life mean in real life? So what I want to do is I want to highlight just a couple, a few areas where these facts of life could change the outcome of your life. They could change the experience of your life. See, we face different situations and we, know, we need to know who we can depend on. Sometimes we're confused. Sometimes we're tempted. Sometimes we're just overwhelmed. So who can I depend on? I can depend on God to guide me when I'm confused. Whenever I'm confused, I could depend on him to guide me, and he will. You know, this is important because part of your fear of the future is you don't know what your future is going to be like. You just don't know. And so naturally you get concerned about that. You get fearful about it. You know it's going to be a new situation. And you think, how am I supposed to act? How, what am I supposed to do? How am I going to deal with that? And so you get all of these questions flowing through your mind, flowing through your thoughts. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's a theme of the weekend. Trust. Faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Seek his will. Seek him, and he will help you. One thing you could count on is you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to make decisions. And I can remember how hard it was to have to make decisions. You just, you have these thoughts and you have these options. And one of the reasons we hate to make decisions is because what if I make the wrong decision? What if I make the wrong decision about, about who I'm going to room with next semester? What if I make the wrong decision about who I would like to date? What if I make the wrong decision about choosing a, a, a major? 
what if I make the wrong decision about the classes? What if I make the wrong decision? It's all about this fear of making the wrong decisions. Therefore, we sometimes get overwhelmed and we can't make decisions. And we're constantly waffling. See, the whole idea of the future means new challenges, new opportunities, new decisions. And what if I make the wrong one? That could pull you into a state of confusion. And one of the things about confusion is that it carries with you a sense of blindness. That's what confusion does. You don't see everything clearly because you're confused. And it's like a sense of blindness. You don't see it as good as you'd like to. But God will be there to guide you. In the book of Isaiah, he says this. I will lead the blind along the way they never knew. I will guide them along paths they have not known. I will make the darkness become light for them and the rough ground smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not leave my people. I will always be with my people. Now you may be confused about your future. You may be feeling that sense of confusion that confusion can blind you. God wants you to follow him. God wants to lead you. God wants to guide you. God wants you to see life clearly. God wants your life to go smoothly. That's what God wants for you. Psalm 32, 8. The Lord says, I will make you wise and show you where to go. I will guide you and watch over you. The issue is this. When you come to making decisions, who is going to be your source of authority? What is going to be your source of authority? Who's going to be your source of advice? See, when you don't know what to do and you're confused, in that moment, who are you going to look to? Who are you going to go to? Now, you have options. There's always options. You could go to your friends and ask them what you should do. Now, of course, that depends on your friend's perspective on life. If they are faithful followers of God and they know God and they know the truth, then they're very likely will give you good advice. But if they're not following God, where's their advice going to come from? So can you really depend on that? You could read a book, you could find out what another writer thinks. You could find a lot of books on Amazon in the Christian section. But do you really know the person that wrote that book? Do you actually know their philosophy? Do you actually know their, their worldview? And is it Christian or is it something else? See, they might have a lot of ideas, but is it really trustworthy advice? Most people pick up books because of the title, because of the subtitle, never knowing what the actual author is going to influence them with. But you could find that out before you read the book. It takes you about five minutes. You could watch talk shows. Talk shows are all about giving you advice. And it's usually pretty wacky. It's not what you want, but you have lots of options. But there's only one totally reliable source 
for clear direction on your life, and that is God. God is the only reliable source. He's the only one who knows your future. And he's promised to guide you whenever you feel confused. You can go to God and you could trust God with anything and everything. A second thing, I can depend on God to help me when I'm tempted. There are a lot of things out there that are going to change in your future. But one thing that is never going to change is temptation. It has always been there. It's there right now. And it will always be there. You will always have to deal with temptation. Now, we're all tempted in one way or another, in a full variety of ways. Your temptation may be with drinking or with taking drugs, or maybe it's sexual. Your temptation may be about eating. It could be about shopping. There's lots and lots of temptation. Here's what you need to know. The Bible says no temptation is irresistible. You can trust God to keep the temptation from becoming so strong that you can't stand up against it. For he has promised this and he will do what he says. He will show you how to escape. You see, you don't have to walk with fear if you are walking with the Lord. If you are walking with the Lord, then he is right there with you. Seize the fear as it's coming at you and will help you deal with it. So you don't have to walk with fear if you're walking with the Lord. God knows the struggle you go through and he's pulling for you. And he's preparing an escape route for you. See, God's role is to lead you. It's to guide you. Your role is to follow him, to do what he says. God says, I will be with you. I will help you. That is a way that you can make better and wise decisions. Trust God with it. So what you need in your life more than anything else, perspective. And God has it. God has the big picture on your life. He has the perspective on you. You know, it's kind of like, if you're driving up, up a mountain, you're going somewhere, anywhere in the mountains, and you're on this really curvy road, and all of a sudden, you pull up behind another vehicle. Maybe it's a motorhome. Maybe it's a Winnebago. And that vehicle is going about 10 miles an hour. And you so badly want to get to the place you're going. You want to get to your destination. But the road is curvy. And you're thinking... Should I pass? Should I go? I don't, I, I, it, it, look, it looks good. It looks good. I'm going to go for it. But what if, before you decide to go for it, what if you could call in a helicopter? Hey, Joe, I'm on Highway 32. Could you buzz over and give me some perspective? Because I can't see. All I've got is this big motorhome chugging along, and I'd really like to get there. The helicopter can look down and say, Gary, don't go. Don't do it. You go now, you will get crushed. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Now's your chance. Go for it. It's wide open. See, that's perspective. That's what God has on our life. So when we come to making decisions, we could go to God and say, God, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm wrestling with. This is what I'm confused about. Would you give me your perspective? Would you let me in on what I should do? Let me know if I should go or not go. And I'll do it. I'll do whatever you say. That's what it means to trust God to guide you when you're confused. That's what it means to trust God to help you when you're tempted. Third thing, I can depend on God to strengthen me when I'm overwhelmed. This concept, you could even add words to it. Words, you've already written down strengthen, support, sustain. That's what I can depend on God for. When I feel overwhelmed, I can depend on God to strengthen me. When I feel overwhelmed, I could depend on God to support me. When I feel overwhelmed, I could depend on God to sustain me. So what do you do? What do you do when something bad happens? What, something bad has happened. What's your next step? Do you panic? Do you go back inside, lock the doors, and I'm not going back out there for a while? Those are not good options. What you need to do is trust in the faithfulness of God. You trust in what he says. Whenever you're overwhelmed, you go to God for the strength that you need. Because God says, I will strengthen you. I will support you. I will sustain you. Again, in the book of Isaiah, when you go through deep waters and great trouble, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. For I am the Lord your God. And I am with you. I am for you. I will give you the strength you need. I will help you whenever you feel overwhelmed. He is faithful. And he will never allow more on you than what he puts in you to deal with it. God says, I can depend on him. I can depend on him to guide me when I'm confused. I can depend on him to help me when I'm tempted. I can depend on him to strengthen me when I'm overwhelmed. So in light of all of these facts, all of this reality, why be afraid? Why? Why be afraid? See, it really boils down to this. Do I really trust God? Because if I don't trust God, then I've got all kinds of things to be afraid of. But if I trust him, if I know him, then I know his character and I know I can trust him. He is dependable. He is reliable. He is faithful. He is always there. So it really boils down to this. My fears in myself or my faith in God. That's what it boils down to. Am I leaning on my fears in myself or am I leaning on my faith in God? Who am I going to trust? In Philippians, the Bible says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. 
I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. That says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I have strength for anything and everything that I face, for anything and everything that comes at me in my life. And it says, I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything because Christ infuses inner strength in me. It's not that I have it on my own. I have it because Christ infuses me with his spirit. That's why I can deal with it. Christ will empower me and infuse me with inner strength if I trust him, if I put my faith in him. See, that power is available, and it's amazing. But it's available, but there's only one catch. This power is not automatic. You must do two things to experience this. First, ask Jesus Christ to infuse you with his power and his strength. You have to go to him and ask him for it. Say, God, I'm, I'm not depending on myself. I'm depending on you to help me face this fear. So would you give me the wisdom that I need to cope with this? Would you give me the perspective that I need to cope with this? So you start by asking Jesus Christ to infuse you with his power and his strength. And then you step out in faith and trust God to guide you, to help you, to strengthen you. But you can't sit back and wait for that. You have to step out in faith. God, I believe you. I believe you will guide me. I believe you will help me. I believe you will strengthen me. If you'll do that, you'll experience a completely new quality of life. And it's beautiful. It's amazing. And he will help you overcome all of the fears that you deal with. So put your trust in God. Put your faith in God. He will never let you down. He will never fail you. Let's pray. Father, I am so grateful for how you have designed life, for how you have designed us. I pray that we would be fully on board with you, with who you are, and with really living life with you. I pray that we would trust you completely. I pray we would rely on you. I pray that we would take our fears and go to you and lay them out before you and ask for your help, for your guidance, for your wisdom, for your strength to deal with what we have to deal with. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.